With pantherine grace, the man started down, slipping the bow onto the hard lump of his left shoulder, near the quiver containing a half-dozen arrows, while Key slipped the forty-four into its holster, swung off his mount, and moved toward the late Pete Bass. No word passed between the two men, even as the bowman pulled the arrow out of the body. Keyes was a man, big and tall. The other man was bigger and taller, taller by three inches even though Keyes wore boots with three-inch heels and the other man was fitted with moccasins. The two men studied each other for less than three seconds, but that was long enough. Keyes's eyes were deep-set and penetrating, and a long, lean face set onto a rock-hard body of catgut and gristle, with a narrow waist surrounded by a black leather belt that held a black holster hosting an ivory-handled forty-four. Every other garment he wore from head to heel was beige and blended into the sun-dry hue of the landscape. The other, bigger man, was garbed in buckskin, a gladiator of indeterminate origin, but obviously of blended bloodlines. Black and bronze, a tribal compote, African and American Indian. A holstered navy colt hovered just below the right side of his waistline. Keyes nodded back toward the two boulders that flanked the gorge. They were waiting for me. He glanced at the body of Pete Bass. And you were waiting for him, that it? That's it. The man's voice was deep and impersonal. You could have been a more help of those two. Keyes's thumb motioned back toward the snipers. Didn't care about those two. Or me. The bowman still held the bloodied arrow and pointed it toward its former target. Just him. The manifesto of a true mercenary. Five hundred dollars worth. Two hundred and fifty. That's fair, the bowman said without hesitating. You'd be Elijah, Keyes smiled. Elijah nodded. Jeff Keyes. Yes. Elijah nodded again. I know. You seem to know a lot. About some things, not others. About that. Keyes pointed to the bow on Elijah's shoulder. Mother's side. Comanche? Kiowa. Father? Slave. Not anymore. No, he's dead. A lot of good men died, on both sides. War's over. There's wars, and wars. We take them one at a time, or they take us. Not yet. No, not yet, Mr. Keyes. Jeff. Jefferson. Elijah nearly smiled. Not as in Davis. No, as in Thomas. I wonder which side he would have been on. I don't. You seem to know a lot. About some things. Keyes was still smiling. Not others. But about some things, I'm sure. It's good to be sure. And it's good to be alive. And to collect our bounty. That we agree on. Keyes motioned toward the boulders. Will you help me bury those two? I will. Chapter 2 some men know each other, talk to each other, 
travel miles and miles together for days, months, even years, and never really get to understand each other, at least not enough to feel any kinship between them. The opposite was true of Jefferson Keyes and the man called Elijah. As the two rode together toward the town of Bootjack, leading the dun carrying the curved body of Pete Bass wrapped in a blanket, they had known each other just a few hours, and less than a hundred words had passed between them. But neither of them had the slightest doubt about the other man's integrity. Each had heard stories about the other, stories told and retold, and, as usual around campfires and on tiresome trails, stories that evolved with each telling into almost mythical proportions. Exaggeration was an integral core of the lore of the West. Keyes' eyes glanced to the left at the man riding by his side.